Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. It is a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds, the show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. So it's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, Licensed Fishing Guide, your best friend. I'm excited about tonight's tonight's podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun. Tonight we are joined by our whole gaggle of Fish Nerds correspondents. We are full up because we're going to do a taste test, we're tasting... Uh, Salmon skins, delicious. And we're joined by Boat Setter, the guys from Boat Setter. Used to be Fisher Guiding there. And tonight with some updates on what's happening with the new boat booking program they're working with and some news too. So let's jump right in. Let's go right into Good Fish. We're not wasting time. We're in it. Here's Good Fish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, fish nerds, we're excited. We're excited because we're doing another famous fish nerds taste test. And tonight's taste test is going to be from the Good Fish Company here. They're called Crispy Salmon Skins from Good Fish. And we're going to tell you if they're worth eating. But before we taste them, let's introduce our co-host tonight on this taste testing adventure. I want you to tell, after I say your guys' name, tell us about yourself and what you're drinking tonight with your taste test. So, Rich Collins, you are a fly fishing correspondent. What are you drinking? What are you? Th- uh, I'm and, drinking uh, some more problem? Great Rhythm, Great Rhythm Hi-Fi, Portsmouth's Finest again. Delicious. Um, suitable for the occasion. Uh, perfect. Tim Beat, our effing essayist. I'm drinking plain tonic water. Awesome. <laughs> We call that a virgin gin and tonic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Chomo from the Varmints podcast and checking in with Chomo. I don't know. Hello. The fish news at all, except we love you. That's all. Is that Paul? That's me. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. All right. And what are you what are you drinking with your taste test tonight? I was gonna grab a beer, but instead I grabbed a tangerine LaCroix. So me and Tim Beat are going with the uh the bubbly water tonight. Nice. And and I uh, got with me here is Zoe, our chief child correspondent, chief teenage correspondent. She has red <laughs> wine. Upgraded. And uh, Zoe, what are you drinking tonight with your taste test? I don't know. We got her a little <laughs> vodka soda. No, no uh, it, I think it has raspberry flavor in it. It's a raspberry flavored thing. Water. It's and, raspberry flavored water. And I have bourbon with a little bit of lemon in it. All right. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so I thought before we did this, first of all, we should probably talk about what these things are. And so what it says on the package here, these are good fish, or crispy salmon skins, and these are 100% sustainably caught wild Alaska sockeye salmon skins. Mm. They are made into chips. We're going to try them. But before I do that, I thought maybe we'd read some Amazon reviews, some one-star reviews (laughs) from Amazon. (laughs) One-star. Well, yeah, here's my favorite one so far. This is from Anna Jaggers. It's one star. It says, throw these a funeral. Wow. <laughs> bury, these, yeah, bury these deep into the ground, deeper from the sea from which they came. These might as well have been the smelliest, nastiest, most expensive cat treats I have ever purchased. <laughs> wow. That is I, harsh. So harsh. <laughs> like those are advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, like, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. We didn't do it. <laughs> Even my cat and dogs turn their nose up at them. <laughs> I love this review. My family and I are huge seafood lovers, but even Jesus Christ himself can't save this one. <laughs> this is the best review I've ever read. If Jesus were walking on water and smelled these, he would have drowned himself. <laughs> wow. So it's just wrong. <laughs> So oh, mixed reviews so far. So far. yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I thought we had a five stars. Wouldn't change a thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I like that wow. review, and it makes me want to try them even more. To be honest, how do you bring Jesus walking on water into this? I don't even get. No, it. I don't know how you do that, but I'm glad she did. Because <laughs> he could make more of the salmon chip skin things if he wanted to, right? And feed he, the world. He, well, yeah. Now, I think if Jesus was involved, he could find a way to get these off the fish without killing them. Ooh. 
Now, have you guys actually had crispy salmon skin before? No. no well, when I fry the salmon. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. When yeah I go on, get, the, on, on the fish. On the fish. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I go get sushi, one of my favorite sushi rolls at a place I go to is a crispy salmon skin sushi. And I love it. So is the salmon skin replacing the um, seaweed? No, there's still seaweed, but they put a big piece of, of uh, crispy salmon skin either on top or inside. I forget which. And it's still really crispy. It's very, very good. Well, good. I've never had it, so I'm excited to try it. And this will probably taste just like that. Zoe, can you read the next review here, please? It's a one-star review. Oh, dear. Yep, this product. It's not good at all. <laughs> I love salmon skin. I would cook a wild salmon at home and eat the skin. I order it at sushi restaurants. I have it on salad, oh, etc. I'm not. I am no. That doesn't. It says I'm not. I'm stranger. not stranger to salmon skin and ha- and have been eating it since I was a kid. So I ordered these chips thinking they'd be awesome. I was wrong. <laughs> the taste and the texture is just wrong. It's not crispy. It's more like stale. One of the bags actually arrived busted open already, but. <laughs> Even when I opened the others, I noticed the stale texture and flat taste to them. I really wanted to get these to be great, but it just goes to show you can't to show you can't mass produce something delicious like this. Can't mass produce, yeah. So that was I think that's a pretty good review. You guys want to get the uh, potato chip lobby out here writing bad reviews? I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, these go on. There's a lot of one star reviews. Maybe we should. Um, Let's check out a five star review. Yes, twenty eight percent of tasters gave it five stars. Hmm. Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, they all. It's, it's the entire the entire staff at Goodfish. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> all right, and I should say by the way, the good people at Goodfish did send you guys your samples, so you have to be nice. But I bought mine, so I'm not required. Oh, yeah. they could Thank be delicious. You. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Goodfish. I guess. Well, they might be great. We don't know. We we're sorry. Know. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a five-star review. I love these chips. What a great alternative to unhealthy corn and potato options. The texture and, consist- and consistency is good, crunchy and light. They have a perfect selection of flavors, the tart cranberry and barbecue being my kids' favorites. These are also going to be the mildest fish flavor, which is offset by the flavoring added to the chips. So that's a nice review. Positive. I'll just read you the headlines of a couple more without filling your ears with words here. Uh, five stars from Barn or Baranoff, a sustainable seafood snack worth trying. Another five star review from Julian F. Great flavor and texture for a healthy product. So there is your, we give it a fair shot at reviews there. You guys have any thoughts, fears before we start tasting these things? I have fears. Well, I didn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to notice one bag only has 80 calories. So it seems like, oh, what a nice alternative to, uh, you know, potato chips. But there's 0.53 ounces in a bag. There's, I was gonna say, there's not much mass in one of these bags. Right. Maybe they're so good you only want a couple. Right. Bag, yeah. You only want a couple. All right. So let's, let's get into this. Which one should we taste first? Uh, I think we should do just the plain sea salt first. Okay, Agreed. let's do that. All right, let's go. So be- before you, we're gonna give us a fair taste. We're gonna kind of round robin this, but let's all open them and give a smell before we give a taste. Sounds good. Uh, okay, I'm gonna open mine right into the microphone since it's good for podcasting. Here oh we yeah. Go. Right here. On the tab, oh. it's supposed to be open. Oh my goodness. Smells like fish food. What a delight. Yeah, it does. It's like it's like going to the pet store. It really is. It's like a booger. Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's oh, let's man. take a couple These out of the package. Quite that edible. And you guys can show the camera here. Don't if, smell if you're it. On camera. It definitely is fish food. Oh, hang on. Slow down, so you don't judge. It smells like fish food. It, they look like food to me. They don't. I'm kind of excited about this. It smells. You know what it smells like is pork rinds. Yeah, and it, it looks like said. a, it looks like a pork rind too, except a bag of pork rinds that been that has been sitting on the, uh, on the shelf of a Seven Eleven since about two thousand one. <laughs> Colored with a sharpie. Colored with a like sharpie. Good, good people at Good Fish Company for mailing you guys your free sandwich. Thank you, Good Fish. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Good Fish. Yeah, you can so, see some of the dark parts of the skin in there. Scales. Yeah, definitely a real. It's a real product. Yeah. yeah. Some real fish. All right. Let's uh, round robin this. Who's tasting first? Not it. I'll go first. All right. Go for it, Paul. 
Good crunch. He's not talking. He must have died. It, it tastes like it smells. <laughs> it definitely has the the consistency of a pork rind. Mm-hmm. Um, very mild fish flavor. And I got to tell you, it's not terrible. It's just a mildly fishy pork rind. It just it smells worse than it tastes. Interesting. <laughs> Two out of five stars. No, don't change a thing. <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, oh aftertaste. Oh, get the aftertaste, and I got a little bit of skin at the end, but it was not a it was not a pleasant salmon skin. It was like a, a piece of something that does not belong in there. Well, why don't we all pop these in our mouth at the same time now, the rest of us? Okay. So three, two, the whole thing. You can't take a bite. Skin and no skin. Yep, just shove it in. You ready? Three, two. I like it. I don't like it. I like it a lot. I'm in. Mmm, salty. The fish comes back when you swallow. It's really not terrible. Um, I'm. The fish comes back. Mmm. I like that kind of recycled flavors. It just when you breathe, it comes right back. Smelling the bag. It didn't smell great, but it tastes very different than it smells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I'm going to eat that whole bag of sea salt. You know what I might do? I might take those and roll them out with a pin and smash them up and use them to coat a fried fish. That sounds That would be skinning good. a Ooh. fish. That sounds actually interesting. <laughs> yeah, that. like panko crumbs? That's exactly. Only, so I'll skin a fish, and then I'll put skis, fish skin panko on them. They're a bit intense for everyday snacking. Yeah. I guess that's why I they're... Well, I, I think that's true with any of the protein chips, the chicken skins or anything. It's a, when a protein chip is a lot more intense than something made out of a vegetable. Did you say chicken skin chips? Yeah. I need to try that. Is that, that a thing? Really good. Yeah, you can get everything. And yeah, chicken skin chips are a thing. So in. I'm, yeah, I'm going to try that. Yeah, I'm try in. that. Yeah. You just have to listen to the Chicken Nerd podcast. It's really good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it on the Daily Chicken Show. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on with sleep. I like that first one. I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. I, would, I, I think the one-star reviews were unfair. I think we go with Tart Cranberry next. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't have that one, but what do you have let you guys go? Tart Cranberry? I have sri- Sriracha Lemongrass. What do you guys have? I've got spicy barbecue, chili lime, and tart cranberry left. Oh, no, I have sriracha instead of the cranberry. We don't oh. have cranberry. Well, why don't you guys do your sriracha, and we'll do the tart cranberry. So, for that. so everything in here is natural, and they're wild salmon, and they're sustainably caught. So everything. Well, if you get a sockeye in the spawn, the skin's falling off them already. Now, the sriracha smells good right in the bag. The cranberry actually doesn't smell really it smells pretty good, actually. Yeah. It okay. smells a lot better than the sea salt. Yeah. Yeah. The sea salt was really strong. Maybe it was a salt that's a problem. Maybe, yeah. I'm going to split my chip in half just because no. I couldn't fit the whole thing in my mouth last time. And then you get out of my studio. No. <laughs> Fired. No. All right. Let's do it all together. Three, two. You guys already did it. We're just doing it. All right. It's spicier, but it's fishier. Um, oh, that is good. Yeah. I like mine. Yeah, I like the sriracha. Yeah. It's better than the plain. I like the cranberry one a lot better than the plain one. Nope. Cranberry's it's gross. Not. I still don't like it, but it's a lot better. Bet and zero. It's, hmm. it's good crunch. Mm-mm. Good salt. It's not spicy. It's like it's white people spicy. <laughs> I can't take any spice at all, so... Oh, you don't have... Maybe that's why you didn't get sriracha. Maybe. We just did the cranberry one and reviews here from our house. That was not good for me. Is the cranberry spicy? No. No, It's just tart cranberry. It tastes like a mouthful of L. It was good, though. (laughs) That's what you say about moxie. Also true. (laughs) So this has stevia in it. That's really weird. Stevia sweetener. Natural sweetener in... Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. So, so far, we've tried two flavors. Got, do we have two flavors left to do? How many flavors do you guys have left? Two. 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 Okay. I have spicy barbecue and uh, 
chili lime. That's chili lime. Have. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do spicy barbecue and then chili lime will cleanse our palate at the end. I think that'll be a nice way to wrap it up. I think some Everclear is going to cleanse my palate. <laughs> I'm drinking bourbon. Oh, this is a good one. The salt was good. Look at the look at the crusting. Mm. It smells like the sea salt one. Yeah, it does. It does, and it's very strong scented. Nice big one for you, Zoe. Thank you. Mm. Oh, it doesn't smell. It smells worse than the sea salt one. All right, let's take a look. Hmm. Take a taste. That one's not as bad. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, except when I swallow it. Right, yeah, that what'd you call it? The recycled flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it almost doesn't taste like fish until you recycle it with your No, there's something funny. With your breathe. Let me try it again. <laughs> I don't get the barbecue. It just tastes very <laughs> salty. Really good. Yeah. And there's just a little hint of lime at the end, but I, to me these are just really, really salty. Mm. I like the salty juice. Oh yeah, it's good. You know, it needs like a mesquite or like a little more powerful barbecue on it, I think. Yeah, there's not much smoke flavoring. I wonder if it's in the, the ingredients. Well, what is the ingredients in that one? That, a lot of spices, tortula yeast, or torula yeast. Torula. Chili pepper vinegar, salt, natural smoke flavor. Yeast yeah. extract. It's down near the bottom of the list, though. Yeah. Contains salmon. What's, what's weird is it says, it says it's only, um, in terms of sodium, 5%, 125 milligrams. They taste really salty, but apparently they're not. Maybe. Well, fish has salt in it. Maybe. Fish always tastes salty. Maybe. All right, last one. Let's do this. This is the is it? chili lime. Chili lime. Chili lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that smells, that smells good. No, it doesn't. Look, I got you the biggest one, Zoe. Maybe it's because I got some of it in my eye somehow, but... <laughs> it was good until I got it in my mouth. <laughs> well, no, wait. The powder in it got into my eyeballs. Chili lime. I like the lime. Mm. I do. I don't like the chili, though. <laughs> I don't like the fish part. Mm. I like the lime... And the crunch and the salt. Yeah, that's one of the thing about these compared to potato chips. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a heavy chip. It's it's substantial, which is kind of nice. Well, you know, it is nice. I don't know what so if you're like me right now, I'm on a low carb diet. So these have zero grams of carbohydrates. These fit in with All my protein. low carb diet. Yeah. yeah. Look, look how pretty I am. <laughs> I feel pretty. I feel pretty. So they do fit my diet, and I actually kind of like them in that I feel full from just four bites, which is probably it, why it the does satiate because it overwhelms you pretty pretty good. That <laughs> <laughs> could be why the bags aren't aren't as big. Yeah, you wouldn't want to hold. You wouldn't want a that like a, like a party but, style Super Bowl. Right. I think the same thing though, Clay. That the fact that they're protein, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. I'd rather eat protein than other stuff and not having any carbs and plus the big thing is i'm assuming they typically just throw away the skin don't they yeah so if they can perfect yeah. something that is normally a byproduct that's thrown away that's a pretty cool cool yeah. way to go i'd recommend the barbecue one that mm. one was good i didn't like any of the others though yeah not the barbecue was good um i i'm with you tim on that i think uh Anytime you can use the entire animal, you got to go for it. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go. I think I think if I ate a bag of these, like maybe every couple of nights for a week or so, I might adjust my taste buds a little bit because it is a new flavor, something that we don't do very often, mm-hmm. and so it's surprising to our, you know, our boring American mouths to put <laughs> something like this. Now, Paul, you do <laughs> a thing called Paul's Food Box. I do. I was just compare with some of your food box items. This is very pleasant. This is, I mean, this is, these are not bad. And I, just to go back to the salmon skin thing, I think probably what the people, now I don't know this for a fact, but the people that process salmon, what they're doing with the skin probably is going toward chicken feed, cattle feed, dog food, things mm-hmm. like that. I can't imagine they're just throwing that away. Yeah, um, but compared to some of the stuff I've eaten on Pulse Food Box, this is not terrible. 
What's the terriblest thing you've had on Paul's food box? Oh, gosh, probably. Well, I didn't like pickled pig's feet very much. Ew. Oh, oh I know what the, the worst thing I had on Paul's food box is called a tapeworm shot. Oh, <laughs> I know what that is. No. Yeah. So basically you take a shot glass, you fill it full of vodka. No. You, um, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you put some, you get a little squirt bottle of mayonnaise and you squirt the mayonnaise in there and it looks like a tapeworm and oh, you put a little so in. You put a little black pepper on top, and that's a tapeworm shot. I'll, I'll give you a link to the video. No, oh, no oh. fat in your vodka. Oh. That, was, that was bad. I'm game. <laughs> I'm all game for that. Paul, now, how about lamb's tongue? Pickled lamb's tongue? I, I would try that. So in, in where I grew up in Massachusetts, the bars always had that pickled there. And if you ate one, then you were a member of the Silent Lamb Society. I'm like, did you do oh. it? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, tongue is pretty good. Yeah. Was it the big jar that sits behind the bar and just yeah, yeah, with the and heat? You just reach your dirty hand in there and grab <laughs> lamb tongue, pickled eggs. <laughs> yeah, like anything pickled is good. Pickled. Now, now, Paul, you missed it the other day. We did a taste test of some tinned fish from Alaska. It was, it was a delightful, our first delightful tasting experience we've had on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, and then, but but here's something you'll be interested in too. I was ice fishing with clients the other day. Who um, it was a it was a group of Chinese students who were med students uh, who were in Boston. They were just came up to us ice fishing with us, and they culturally eat everything they catch. And we, they wanted to cook fish on the ice, so they we caught a whole bunch of fish. And I'm starting to fillet up some pumpkin seeds and and some yellow perch and some other fishes. And they're laughing at me. I said, "Why are you laughing?" And they said, "Because you're throwing all the fish away." <laughs> and I said, really? And he says, yeah, let me show you. And he grabs a fish and just grabs his K-bar, like Marine Corps issued knife. And he just like, takes all the scales off. We fire the grill up. He puts it on the grill, seasons it up. And they just they cooked it up and they just pulled it from the bones. Eyeballs, cheeks, skin. Yeah. The thing was stripped clean. No Stop. waste of fish at all. Did they gut it? Was it gutted? Yeah, they gutted it. I meant to say yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> we, we gutted them. We took the eggs. And I took the eggs and I had a little batter. I fried up the eggs for them to eat. So we ate the eggs, skin, cheeks, eyeballs, everything. Hmm. And they, then they took about 25 fish home with them and they made fish head soup. And they sent me the recipe and uh, we're going to be cooking it on the ice. I have a client named Mike who comes out here every year. He's coming out with us on Valentine's Day. So to show him I love him, I'm going <laughs> to cook him fish head soup on the ice because I, I love that he's coming fishing with us. <laughs> <laughs> I went to China about 30 years ago and we ate fish a lot and it was always the whole fish and it was incredible. And they eat a lot of carp. Mm. It was just amazing. I'm not sure exactly how they cooked it, but yeah, as long as you're patient, there's a lot of good meat on there that we throw away the cheeks and things like that. Mm. Oh, by the way, Mike, who was coming fishing is watching his live stream. He just caught that. <laughs> I was talking about it because that's what you want me to eat. And the answer is yes, Mike, that's what you're paying for. <laughs> the photo yet, Mike? It looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, but the thing about it is the face of a fish is full of fat and delicious things that don't look good. So I think if you can get over the fact that there's an eyeball staring back at you, you can uh, you can probably get past it and eat it. So I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I Cheeks mean, are really good in the collar of like headache or cod is amazing. It's really yeah, some good. Some people call the collar the tongue. Don't they? That's that part. Yeah, they might. Yeah. So I don't like part. eyeballs. No eyeballs. Oh. They're just I haven't gross. Done eyeballs really. yet. No. Yeah. But I, I will. I will when the time is right. Enough, enough bourbon. <laughs> enough bourbon we're in. All right. Well, that is our good fish fish skin taste test we've gotten through one more here you guys have anything you want to add or plug before we bail out of this live stream i just want to thank good fish for the uh the snacks and i want to thank tim for you know putting me on the list to get these snacks they're actually pretty good i would give them maybe three and a half out of five stars there i wish if they dialed down the salt and honestly if they dialed up the fish a little bit i think they would be right on target yeah yeah, I like them. I would definitely buy these again. They're they're the bags aren't very big, but I just like the fact that it's all the protein. I'm I'm into that. Yeah, I am too. I, I January I spent the month working on getting my fitness levels up and correcting my diet. And so now I'm all low carb. So I'm in on these for the low carb value and the crunch value. And I think 
I think, you know, when I get into these a little bit more, I, I think the flavor, I'll get, I have to get, adjust my taste. Now, coffee, I hated coffee for years and I love it now. So, like, maybe you just have to eat it a few more times and get used to it. So, what do you think? I think that if you do adjust your taste buds, you're never going to eat anything except for salty food for the rest of your life. So, better <laughs> off getting a salad. <laughs> so, that's a good thing, right? No. <laughs> How many stars would you, give, would you give it out of five, Zoe? A half. Really? Oh, one, a half of one star? One and a half. Oh. One and a half. Okay. There goes our sponsor deal. <laughs> That's still a little bit harsh. I think but so. I don't like them. Hey, I, your I taste mean, buds like what they five, like. There's five stars and I you, like They're your stars. Bags, so Yeah. We had four bags. Mm-hmm. Four bags, so one and a half. Okay. I sure. mean, technically it wouldn't be that exactly that one and one fourth, but no, they're your stars. You can do whatever you want. Yep. So one and a half stars. That's <laughs> mm. me. I would do a two and a half. I think. I, I think like as I digest this a little bit, and I had a couple of nice little burps. Um, <laughs> that's that's the other thing I don't like. I think I'm at a four on these. Four, four. out of five. Yeah, yeah I would so. give the sriracha. I would give a four definitely. I'm not the plain ones. Not as much. I think it needed that other flavor with it. I like yeah. the barbecue. The barbecue one. I would give a three. Ooh, we're up to three. But no, the rest I give a one. I thought. Or did you do a cost average analysis here? (laughs) Well, all right. I think that's it. I think we need to wrap up this segment, you guys. Thank you so much for doing another Fish Nerds Taste Test. We're going to do a lot more of these this year. This year, we're going back to the Fish Nerds roots about fish, fishing, and eating fish. And eating fish is what we've been doing forever that kind of differentiates our show and our style because a lot of fisher shows are all catch release, don't eat anything. And I think eating is awesome. So we're going to get back to the roots of the Fish Nerds this year. Thank you, guys. And Zoe, too. All right, bye. Adios. Adios. Bye. So end live stream here. Stop. Support for the Fish Nerds is brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, I need music for that. Mm-hmm. That's better. Support for the Fish Nerds is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs there you go so so they sent me a manscape uh the lawnmower 3.0 i'm going to tell you what i used it and it worked the way it should i can't go into details because i'm uncomfortable talking about it but if you were thinking about doing any manscaping or trimming this is a tool for you it's really good the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents and I tell you, this is premium. I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. And I do recommend you take your time with it. The waterproof technology allows you to shave in the shower, and it has an LED light, so you can illuminate grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So if you want to get 20% off and free shipping, use the code FISHNERDS at checkout at manscaped.com. And that is my Manscaped commercial. All right. Next up, we're joined with the boy, joined from the boys over at boatsetter.com. Oh, yeah. Hello, fish nerds. We're so excited tonight because we got special guests, some friends we haven't seen in like three years. And so we're excited to have these repeat guests. We've got Luke Campbell and Edward. Ed, <laughs> we've got Luke Campbell and Edward Hill. I've been drinking. Uh, from BoatSetter.com. I've been also recording for a couple of hours now with other things. Uh, Luke and Edward, welcome to the Fish Nerds. We're happy to see you again. Thank you for having us back. Yeah, thank you. Settle down. It's not that exciting. All right. So <laughs> you guys, before, years ago, we talked to you because you were part of a group called Fisher Guiding where you were booking fishing and you booked me a ton of fishing trips like i made money because i know you guys nice that's going away right it's well it's good i mean one that's great awesome we're really glad to work with you um it's changing i wouldn't say necessarily going away we so we've merged with or we were acquired by boat setter which is a, a marketplace similar to fisher guiding but they have more experiences than fishing trips so um, boat rentals is there is it more they focus 
have traditionally focused on, but now they're branching out into more experiences. Right. So what, what Fisher Guiding was was a boat was a fishing booking experience, and this is a, now a boat booking experience that's now branching out, like you said, into booking other things like fishing too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we came over here, and we're now leading the fishing team here, but we're excited to be part of a broader world of boating and on the water experiences. So it's a continuation of the mission of why we started um, Fisher Guiding was. We started that to try to make fishing trips more accessible, and we'll get to continue doing that at Boat Setter. And Boat Setter's mission overall is to make on-the-water experiences and boating more accessible. So we're happy to be with a team that um, we align with and, and are excited about continuing that mission here. Well, that's, that's really good news. And by the way, congratulations. I think the dream for anyone with a startup or with anything going on is to be acquired <laughs> because you get to like be part of something bigger that has uh, some financing behind it and can like keep things moving in the way you want to go. So I congratulations. If anyone wants to acquire the fish nerds, you know, put them on the table. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll put in a good word for the fish nerds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to have more resources. Uh, we have more budget to advertise uh, guides like you. Um, and yeah, it's nice to have little more budget uh personally um be off the the startup budget we can hopefully uh travel around and fish with some of the people um that we worked with uh, wouldn't that like be their you? dream is it travel the country oh i'm working I'm, I'm at work today so i'm on a boat fishing and that's my whole job so, Mark, so i'm market on the, research yeah yeah market research so i'm on the boat setter website and i'm gonna just for funsies i'm gonna put in a location i'm gonna put in um let's see boston massachusetts right Boston, Mass, because I want to go on a boat ride. There's a date I can put in there as a calendar comes up when I hit date. Oh, it comes up. So I, when you I, search, <laughs> it didn't just, leave uh, just a note, when you search, you can uh, apply an activity filter. So you can then search by fishing to see the fishing results come up. Well, more importantly, I found a, uh, the most beautiful sailboat in Boston, captained for 10 passengers for just 1200 bucks hey hey get some friends split <laughs> that um you know what's that a little over 100 uh 125 bucks a pop yeah, for an unforgettable for experience. the know? most beautiful sailboat in boston yeah anyway the website's beautiful and and basically you put in your zip code where you are where you, what you want to do and you find a boat that can do it and it's both captain boats and boat rentals too, right? Yes, yeah, it's both of them. And, and that's one of the things that we think is really cool about fishing in that if you're, you know, someone looking to fish in a new area or just around you, you've got both options of you can find a fully guided fishing experience. You can find someone like yourself or a charter captain. And then you also have the option of finding a boat to rent and go out and fish on your own if you you know, have boating experience and know the waters and know how to, you know, catch fish on your own. So it, it, uh, it is exciting in terms of, we think that really does make fishing more accessible in terms of giving people like both options and well, that I can, variety. I can tell you when I travel, like I go to, I go to Folly Beach, South Carolina every, every couple of years. Uh, I'm going to put this in and see if I can find a boat down there. Now there's other companies who do what you do. This is not a brand new idea. This is not a, unique idea but what makes boat setter different than those other companies yeah i would say uh the one of the main things off the bat is the insurance program that uh boat setter has set up and we're partnered with geico and boat us and we have a peer-to-peer insurance program is what we call it where it's developed uh specifically with those two and it allows uh but private boat owner to rent their boat and be have insurance coverage when someone rents through Boat Setter. Um, so it essentially uh, gives a intru- uh, commercial style and coverage for a private boat owner. Well, that's good. And the other companies aren't doing that. No, the insurance is is unique to Boat Setter. Correct. Yeah, and that peer to peer policy through Boat US Geico Marine, it is um, only available to people listing on Boat Setter. And as far as uh, 
at least currently, um, the competitive platforms don't have um, a similar peer-to-peer option. You can, of course, be a commercial charter and list if you have your own insurance, but the peer-to-peer option is unique to BoatSetter. It is, it is unique. I, I, I have worked with other boat booking companies, and that's been my experience. And, then, and what, they, what they've done is on top of booking, they try to sell me insurance policies. <laughs> so, so with this, so, if I, so I'm a captain. I want to, let's say I don't want to cap my boat. I want to just rent my boat to whoever wants to use it through Boat Setter. I get paid to do that. Yep. Right, that's it. Simple yep. as that. If you're a captain, you can sign up for, to list your boat and your trips for free. Um, boat Setter just takes 10% commission on um, ca- trips uh, from captains like you with you know, their own commercial insurance. Um, Let's say I don't have commercial insurance. I'm just a guy with a boat and a dock on a big lake, and I wanna, I wanna get make my have my boat working for me. I can sign up to, on this. Yep. So if you don't have your own commercial insurance policy, you can sign up. There is the listing fee that's a commission, and then there is going to be an insurance cost that's taken out of the trip price, and so um that's you know gonna go to covering um the boat in case anything happens um and so that fee is assessed by geico marine but us that'll be a variable fee based on you know the boat type the the age length things like that but it comes Um, out of the fee so we're not paying up front to buy insurance extra insurance it's it's part of the program exactly so yeah nothing up front to pay to join um and if you're you know a boat owner and you've got your boat sitting you know five days out of the week or you know, um, like a, a lot of days when you're not using it, you might as well, um, you know, try to get some money out of those extra days that you're not using it and offset, you know, the cost of a boat, you know, maintenance, ownership, slip fees, things like that. Sure. So, so let's pretend I'm a novice. I, I bought a boat. I put it in the water. There it is. It's in the water sitting there. I sign up on Boat Setter. Someone takes my boat out. But before they do that, I got to think about how much, is it, how, how much do I charge to rent my boat? How do I decide that number? Do you guys help with that or what's the deal there? Or just make it up? Yeah, the, the team can help with that and offer suggestions. Also, like looking at um, what the market offers is a, is a good option in, in terms of seeing what other boats are comparable and how much they're renting for and what boats have reviews and um, to see which ones have traction. We just kind of see what other people are doing. If someone else is charging $300 an hour, then I should too. Right. And well, as an owner, you can always change your price and experiment with it. But hopefully we'll have some uh, artificial intelligence helping out uh, in a couple of years. We'll see. Well, that's really cool. And that's BoatSetter.com. B-O-A-T Setter.com. Links up on the show notes for this episode. Congratulations, boys. I'm excited for this to see where this goes. It's pretty basic though. If you have a boat and you want to make money with your boat, go to boatsetter.com, sign up, and your boat will work for you while you're doing other things. That's pretty cool. Yep, we'd love to have the Fish Nerds community on board. Um, And I'll say, uh, since the fishing team is somewhat new to Boat Setter and we're expanding fishing experiences, uh, if you're looking to fish, um, you can get 10% off of booking in March with the code FISHERS. Um, Fishers. We've also got a social media giveaway coming up uh, to win $500 in boat credits. So, um, you know, during the month of March, if you have, if you got a good fishing photo, put that on social media, add the hashtag catch memories and uh, you could win $500 to use on boat setter. I love it. Catch memories is the hashtag of a best fishing picture for boat setter. Very cool. Now I asked you guys to bring some news tonight because we don't just talk about your business because that's, that's okay, but news is exciting. So we got you some fish in the news. Did you bring something? We got a couple of stories we hope, we hope you like. All right, hang on. Let me, um, let me play the music first. Oh, wrong music. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their fish in the news. Everybody loves the fish in the news. All right, Edward, what do you got? All right. Uh, so it's, you know, quarantine and pandemic. I've been playing a little, uh, a little Fortnite and there's some, uh, you know, that fishing rod in Fortnite, but, uh, on that same vein, uh, 
Pokemon released a fishing themed lure. No so way. Now you can get uh, Pokemon themed, you can get a Pikachu uh, fishing lure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so they have a whole line of fishing lures out there, uh, just released, hot off the press. Um, so really combining both uh, gaming and fishing coming together in a perfect uh, union. You know? <laughs> it is perfect. What's the lure look like? Uh, it's it's pretty realistic. Like it, it looks like a plastic, um, like a, a, a toy that you get from Toys R Us. Uh, kind of probably done up better so we can get hit by a bass. But then um, with with some uh, uh, lure, just some lures on the end. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. No, it's funny because we used to take toys like like the Pokemon figures and put fish hooks on them and just drag them through a lake. And, and yeah, see how I, I that works. Uh, this is this two point oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at a Pikachu version of the lore that actually has Pikachu with a treble hook, then a tail, his actual lightning bolt tail with a treble hook trailing behind that too. So it looks nothing like a fish, but <laughs> <laughs> but I've been Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm in. It, now my yeah. kid, my kids, uh, my youngest daughter, she's eleven and she's a big Pokemon fan right now. She's She's a few years behind, but she has the app on my wife's phone, and she's always trying to catch these Pokemon. So maybe I can, I can talk her into fishing. She doesn't fish with me anymore because a few years ago, I hooked her with a treble hook, and she thinks it's my fault. I didn't have good aim with my rod, and I hit her with it on the leg. Blame me, her, of all people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Other sister was on the boat. She didn't blame her. <laughs> it's like my, my dad once... Um, Caught a uh, got a nymph. He'll kill me for saying this. He's got a nymph in his nose, and so we call it uh, we call it the woolly booger. <laughs> yeah. he got, what he was fly fishing, he got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never been stuck all the way through with a fish hook, uh, but I've stuck both my kids. So yeah, yeah, a few too many times that I, that, I, that I'd like. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't gotten you back yet. Uh, yeah, I am glad for that. <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> yeah, they're still young. There's time. There's time. Yeah. All right, look what he got. You got a story? All right. So now I'm in Seattle, um, but the last time we talked, I was in Chicago. No, wait, wait. Are, Luke, are you in, in Seattle proper? Like, Yeah, um, I'm in the Ballard neighborhood for, I guess, people who might be familiar, but uh, Boat Setter. Um, we have an office in Seattle proper, right on Lake Union. Mm -hmm. Okay, because my sister lives in Linwood, and my parents are from Squim, Washington. And I went to fourth and fifth grade in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. And I lived in Seattle when I was in the sixth grade. So, Oh, wow. I, I have only been here three months so far. So I know Linwood. The other places... Um, where I wasn't familiar with yet. Well, make your uh -huh. way out to the Olympic Peninsula. You're going to go through Squim on your way. You're going to blink. You're going to miss it. Um, and then go out to CQ and do some salmon fishing out there. You'll thank me later. So, I will. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to um, some salmon fishing when it warms up. I want to try to stock the freezer. <laughs> do it. Do it. All right. Let's get your story going. All right. So my story um, harkens back to Illinois and Chicago. So. Um, the Illinois, I think uh, their um, DNR or their, I guess their, their water reclamation um, district is, uh, they're working on a campaign to try to rebrand Asian carp because, as you know, it's an invasive species and they're trying to get people to eat um, more of it. I don't know if you've seen this. I have seen it. And you know, a lot already. of people, Luke, don't realize it, but carp were brought to the United States as a food fish. They weren't brought here for recreation. They weren't brought here to be invasive. They were brought here because they thought people might want to eat them. And it hasn't worked out, as you know. Yeah. So tell us about the rebrand. Yeah. So, I mean, similar to what you're saying, like I, I asked uh, a couple of coworkers today, like, has anybody here eaten carp? Uh, and the first response, my boss said, nope, don't plan on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, none of us have tried Asian carp. I didn't realize it was brought here as a food fish. Sure. Um, so. The, yeah, Illinois DNR, they're, um, 
they come out of a marketing playbook, they say, and they want to get approval, uh, it looks like, from the FDA to rename Asian carp um, so that they can get more people eating it. And What are some of the ideas they have for names? So they're not, uh, they haven't, I guess, oh, Silverfin um, apparently okay. was a first uh, proposal, but that has already fizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they need to enlist the fish in its community crowdsource it become some better names yeah. yeah there's gotta be much better i mean for me like i've eaten carp and i'll tell you it tastes great it's delicious um it if you're in like a lot of like um of course asian cultures are gonna eat all the kinds of fish but carp are very commonly eaten in um in the jewish culture as well because if you're making gefilte fish you're usually making it out of either pike or carp and uh, so i make gefilte fish out of carp it tastes like a fishy meatloaf Super delicious, and carp are really fun to catch. So I think rebranding it might be smart, but it might not be necessary. Just normalize eating it. You know, like make it a thing. Have giant community fish fries and feed yeah. people and have a fish truck driving around giving away fish and chips, but made with the Asian carp. I think that's probably smarter than rebranding it because it's confusing when you rebrand. The rebrand it, fishers who catch the carp are going to throw it back and call it garbage and then go to the market and buy the renamed Silverfin and not <laughs> so, know they're buying the same fish. So you just got to change minds just by putting it in people's mouths, I think. That's true. Well, yeah. it's, good that, it's good to hear you endorse it because I know you've probably eaten as many fish species as, as a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've only had 48 freshwater species so far, so I'm, I'm game for more. And now the common carp was first brought to the United States to New Hampshire and given to John Stark in the Manchester Mill Yard as a gift. And then he dropped them in the Merrimack River and then they became brought over to other other parts of the country after that. So the first ones were brought to New Hampshire and then they spread from there. So it's a gift fish that's that's already part of, you know, the Asian carp's brand. Yeah. And you got this giant fish full of meat and mercury probably, but still full of meat and it's delicious. So people should think about eating these things. And it's kind of like the snakeheads as well in, uh, in the DMV or like the uh, Virginia, Maryland. Yes. Area where they, they're a delicacy over uh, in, in Southeast Asia. But yeah, over here, they're not, not looked at very highly. Well, you see the same thing in the Great Lakes, right? The, the sea lampreys got into the Great Lakes, right? And they have all these eradication programs going on there. But there's a few small restaurants in there who realized the rest of the world eats sea lamprey as delicacy, and they serve lampreys in restaurants in some of the smaller areas around the Great Lakes there too. In, in, uh, in Portugal, live sea lamprey sells for $13 a pound right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I've eaten lamprey three times. Uh, it tastes like uh, a, it, there's no bones in it, which is why it's a fun food fish. And the meat has a texture of like overcooked shrimp. It's kind of this gray color. And uh-huh. I, made, uh, I made a rice dish called arroz de lamprea, which is a sea lamprey. You fry it up, and then you use its blood to make a, a sauce. You put it on rice, or so rice with lamprey. And I've uh, fried it like, like just like fish. I've bred it and fried it a couple times, and... Yeah, tastes fine. Tastes like food. Yeah. yeah, that sound like a delicacy when you when you're gonna use the blood in the sauce as well. Yeah, that's a mistake. Don't do that because <laughs> our our American mouths don't like that kind of. <laughs> just bread it and fry it, and you'll be so happy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with Asian carp. I bet you, if people just caught and eat them, they're minnows, right? Carp are minnows. Have you guys eaten any minnows at all? Uh, I, yeah, I don't. Can't I don't say think so. so. No. Oh. So so I have, as you know. Um, and minnows in, in the minnows I taste, I've probably had seven or eight species of minnows, some of the best flavored fish I've tasted. And so by the time I got right. to the carp, it was, I was eating golden shiners and common shiners and black nose days. And then I ate the fall fish, which is New Hampshire's biggest minnow. It's about three pounds. And then I ate a carp and they all had that kind of same white flaky, delicious meat. Carp have a little more of a red pinkish meat, but still tasted good. So well, I might have to, I, I, I I might have to, I live in Tennessee now and mm-hmm. I might have to try a fall fish. I've never, I've never had one, but hearing that recommendation. I'm oh, do it. Yeah. Do it. Well, you live in Tennessee, but what do you I, like? I do. Work remotely and then go to Seattle once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, what part of Tennessee are you in? Uh, just south of Nashville. 
Oh, that's cool. I have a friend who makes a fishing podcast who lives in Nashville. Oh, really? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angie Scott, and uh, she's a captain down there, drives boats around, and I'll hook you up. Oh, cool. Yeah, she'll take you out. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of checking out Fly South, the fly shop there, but just, just like new and during pandemic, so I'm still very early to figure my way out around. Well, good. Hopefully this pandemic wraps up soon and we can get back to regular world again. It's kind of yeah, kind of funny to see, to, to even talk without masks on anymore. You know, so. Well, good. Well, that's that- fishing the news. Let me put the button here. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their fish in the news. <laughs> All right. Fishing the news is over. All right, boys. We're going to wrap this up. You guys are from Boat Setter. We got Luke Campbell and Edward Hill. I have my notes in front of me here so I can read your name. Boatbetter.com. <laughs> and what's the code you gave out earlier for? Yeah, that's code Fishers. F I S H E R S. And what do people get with that code? That'll be 10% off of booking if you book by March 31st. All right. So book in March, coupon code Fishers. And how far ahead can people book? If they're going on vacation like in June, can they book now? Exactly. Yeah. We recommend, especially booking ahead for peak dates. Perfect. All right. Boatsetter.com. Coupon code Fishers. Use it in the month of March and you save 10%. Good. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Clay. Thanks for having us, Clay. All right. Good. I can stop on my recorders here. I'm sorry. Recording. I have too many... I have like too many computer screens and my mouse is in the other room, I think. Here we go. All right. Well, that's it. You did it. You listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you definitely should have been fishing. Big fat thank you to all the fish nerds correspondents. Too numerous to list in these thank yous. Thank you to the boys over at BoatSetter.com. Hope uh, hope this works out for them. Congratulations. And big thanks to Diana's Bath Salts. And Wally Pleasant for our theme music in tonight's Fish Nerds podcast. And until next time, follow the code of the Fish Nerds, spawn early and often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached and swim against the current every chance you get. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast.